Hi guys, welcome to our new episode of the Not So Normal People podcast. I'm Bugs. And I'm Leo. And today we're talking about something a little more serious. So um, before we start the episode, we wanted to start off with the... Please contact the National Suicide Hotline if you're thinking of self-harm or if you have serious mental health draining thoughts. Call and reach to a ser- to a series of numbers that we will have listed on our Instagram or this uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 800-273-8255. And also send us messages on our Instagram or Anchor messages. If you have any other deeper thoughts and you'd like to connect, we'd love to talk to you about it. And please reach out if you're ever feeling like you're just stuck in a place and you need to get out. So um, we wanted to start off this episode by just talking about like our personal journeys and how we've gone through mental health because I've struggled with it and this week has been or last week has been definitely tough for me um I don't know how Leo's felt but I don't I've just felt like so drained and like empty inside and it's not a good feeling this past week for me I've kind of sensed that from you like first of all when you told me and also like that vibe so I've just kind of been kind of like giving you like your space because I know when I'm feeling mentally drained and just like really like my mental health is not there. I don't know, but I feel like being like thinking through it by myself, that always helps me. Does that help you? Yeah. So what used to be really hard for me was like being sad and then not knowing why I was sad because sometimes I would be feeling like this cat, I would call it a shadow, this cast of like um just pure emptiness and sadness I wouldn't know why and my mom would say it's hormones but I mean oh my god that's where all parents resort to or like Um, it's our phones or social media yeah something like that and so I think um yeah definitely thinking through why I'm sad helps sometimes but it's really about like addressing what it is and not just talking about it because talking is one thing but addressing and understanding is another and sometimes I don't even understand why I'm sad I just feel like this emptiness inside I know exactly what you mean because yeah I it helps to talk through my problems with like you or other people but like at the end of the day I feel like it's always like something that I have to deal with or like really process like myself that's why so like a while ago this was like a while ago I didn't talk to bugs for like a week or something like we didn't talk but like I wasn't like actively talking to her normally and she thought I was like really really mad at her or something when I wasn't but I was just like going through it and so that that's like something I do I don't know if it's necessarily like a really bad thing to do but that just helps me like personally a lot just like being with myself and like not really talking to anyone not doing anything but that's just like my personal preference like that's I that's what I know helps me and it can be different for anyone I think mine would be like um being around other people and being distracted because I know when I am alone I think of the worst things and I have the worst thoughts and just I break down a lot easier and so like being distracted leaving the house would be like a way for me to cope and so I when I was struggling like this past week I had texted Leo about all these things that I was like really upset about and just like I had addressed myself and I think it was easier for me to like bring it up but then I felt really bad because like I didn't want to put all my emotions on her no you're not though I just I'm really bad at 
this may be good for some people too, but I'm really bad. It's like, I want to help people and I really wanted to help you, but I didn't just want to tell you what you wanted to hear. I wanted to tell you what was right. And also like the way I tried to understand people is like by asking them more and more questions. I don't know if you noticed that I tried to ask you some questions, but then I also feel like that's super invasive. So like, I'm sorry if you didn't think I was like, I was like, I'm really bad at it. And I'm like trying to work on it. But the way I uh, like care for people and like for people to know that I care about them and I just ask them questions like more about their situation. Right. So how did let's let's continue. So how did your do you think you like struggled with one like being depressed or feeling anxious or one of those traits more than the other? And do you know like when that started for you? Um. Okay, so I think it started, I think, in the beginning of high school. I was never professionally diagnosed with mental illness, um, just because that was something, like, not really accessible to me to go to see a doctor and, you know, get diagnosed. Because I'm thinking maybe you can relate, and a lot of first-gen, or just, like, Gen Z in general can relate, is that, like, our parents and their generation, like, they have, it's there's, like, a really bad stigma around mental illness. They don't really believe in it. At least for my parents, it was really difficult to just like seek help in general so I was never professionally diagnosed I just wanted to address that but I there I knew I there was something wrong um and it started like around my freshman year um just like transitioning to high school you know friends my relationship with my parents that really made me like sad I did have some suicidal thoughts and I did like reach out for help I went to my counselor who eventually they called my parents and my parents came in and my parents and I were talking about it and we were going to um, get myself a therapist, but, you know, we were in the process of doing that. And then it was a couple weeks later. And at that point I just started surrounding myself with other people more. I started like what you said, making myself busy. And that definitely helped me a lot. Cause I, at that time I couldn't be with myself. But soccer season was starting, so I was getting really involved in that. And that was definitely helping my mental health at that point. So we stopped looking for a therapist. And because I, my suit, like I didn't have that many suicidal thoughts anymore. Yeah. But that lingered around, I think, really hard freshman year. And it kind of stayed until like sophomore year. And then now I just know I have like really, I have like anxiety. And I didn't acknowledge that I had anxiety until like, I'm not even joking, like, this year I, I thought I was just stressed but I realized like I actually have anxiety I'd never just I just never acknowledged it yeah and I actually didn't even know what anxiety was until like when everyone started talking about it so like in high school probably was I didn't even know what the word anxiety meant because Same. Like, it wasn't normalized in my house it's just like stress that's or like you're tired or fatigued like that's what I thought I was feeling but then I realized like I couldn't there were nights where I couldn't sleep for like hours and I was like I was like, this yeah. is probably, this is definitely more than stress. Because if I was stressed and fatigued, I would have fallen asleep, like, out like a light, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think that definitely anxiety is, differs from person to person. But I definitely felt that, too. And just my family, my mom would always make excuses, like, oh, anxiety is not a real thing. Like, it's all made up in your head. And it's really not. It's something that, like, you yourself have to find out and deal with in your own personal way. And so, like... My personal journey, I feel like, was definitely a lot harder because I was going through, like, my parents' divorce and everything oh, yeah. like that. And so it definitely was younger for me. I was, like, maybe eight or nine. And, like, I would do little things that would just, like, trigger 
me so I would so I would like it's really hard to explain but like I would think that there's an angel and a devil on my shoulders and one of them would always tell me what to do the bad things and so then I would do it like putting my fingers this might sound funny but like putting my fingers up and then rolling my fingers up the window and then like screaming and I would do that purposely to myself to like hurt myself to feel something. Oh, I, like you would roll the windows up. I thought you were yeah. just dragging your finger. I was like, what? And then, oh no, my God, no. wait. I would put my fingers on like the edge of the window and then roll it up to like feel pain. And then I didn't really understand that until like later in my life, until like I dressed it myself. And then so that angel and devil would always like, it was really hard because. The devil, well, I would call it the devil, but it would, like, tell me to hurt myself, and then I would continuously do that, and I, like, when I was 10, I think my parents were, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you hurting yourself? And I would just, like, cry because I would tell them, like, it's the angel and the devil, and the angel would be, like, don't do that, and then I would do it because there's part of me that would, like, force myself to do it, and so it's really... I didn't know. I didn't understand. And then, like, I think over the years, I just gradually, like, well, I grew up and I, it just, like, stopped happening. But it was really hard to face that, especially at a young age. And then I think in middle school was when I faced anxiety, when I would tell my mom, like, every day feels the same. I do the exact same things. I go to school and I can't sit still. And I just have, like, my my knees are, um, like, jumping in the seat and I can't, like, sit still. My mom would be like, just put your hands underneath your chair and sit on them or something like that oh my God. and so Why would my mom say that too though she would so say that and so it was like really hard because I would get so jittery and I didn't know why because I would never be like that kind of kid and um so I think that's when my anxiety started and now I mean growing up for some reason I think during that angel devil thing like reflecting on that I feel like that was some sort of like multiple personality but I'm also not diagnosing myself I've never been diagnosed and I've never seen an actual therapist so that's just putting that out there as well yeah don't um, diagnose guys that's yeah professional help please do and so I think that was like some form of like finding who my personality was it was really hard because I would like purposely hurt myself and so I think as I grew up, I definitely felt more depression. And like I was saying, like that casting a shadow, like I would just feel emptiness. And I still do sometimes like there's a there's a whole like whole last week. There's sometimes weeks where like I don't feel anything and I just I feel literally nothing. And so like most of my life, I've had like constant suicidal thoughts. And please, this is a trigger warning for any suicidal thoughts you're having. If this is really hard for you, please don't listen now. But I've always um had suicidal thoughts and the only reason why I would not end my life is because I one day had a conversation with my mom and she asked me not to and that was so I just haven't because it would just be I would think it was such a burden for my family to have to deal with so that's basically what's holding me back between life and death also I love you please don't do that please no I know and so like just please if you're ever thinking about suicide just take a deep breath take a couple steps and talk to somebody because that is the most important thing I would be holding it all in and talking to somebody is the most important thing to do yeah talk uh, anyone you can like me I went to my 
my counselor for academics and she still was there to listen to me and she actually cared and you may think people won't care but trust me they they do they really do even like I, I barely even knew my counselor and she really cared she was really scared for me and she called my parents immediately right so like talking to people and even my mom who was talking to me about not ending at all she was basically just saying like in the most nice the nicest way I could have ever asked her she said it so calmly and so general that I felt like she really understood what I was going through and it didn't even have to be like oh my god please 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 don't because taking it like when people when people are saying that like taking it to the extreme and you're really thinking about it It's like, oh my God, you really, like, this is all for show. And so she said it in the most, like, general and nicest way. She was just like, I would be so sad if you were gone. And I wouldn't know what to do. And so, yeah, just the way you will use, sometimes you're surprised by the way people um, answer and talk back to, like, any, I don't know, (laughs) like, to what what your thoughts are, basically, is what I'm saying. Definitely. And I feel like parents have a weird, sometimes have like a strange way of showing that they care for you. And obviously this is not the same for everyone. Obviously there's some people who their parents aren't around and they just have a completely different relationship than with someone whose parents are around and who are constantly involved in their lives. So, but I feel like a lot of parents just have like a strange way of showing their love and like support for their child. And I feel like as a teenager you kind of have to understand that like the way they say things may not always be the way you think they mean if that makes sense yeah and like always always for some reason whenever like I'm in a fight with my mom or something like that I'll think of the worst thing oh me too I just got into a fight with my mom like literally two days ago or three days ago it I was so it, mad. It sucks. It really hurts because then you're like, gosh, I wish like none of this was happening because I wish you weren't here. Or I weren't here. And it, it's just like none of this would be happening. And so like just thinking about those things, but I think you can think about them, but also like reflect into what you're saying and how that'll affect you in the future. Because I always think of the extreme. It's like, oh, I wish I, and after I get in a gnarly fight with my mom, I'm like, I wish you weren't here. And then like, after I'll be like crying at like 11 o'clock because I can't imagine my life without my mom and so no it's just like me yeah and so (laughs) it's just like reflect on the future and and the outcomes of all of your actions um mentally and um just in general and so um yeah, don't be Basically, irrational. Don't be impulsive. Yeah, please don't be irrational. And don't think of the most extreme things. Even when your anxiety is eating you up, there's been so many times where, like, my anxiety at night is insane. I'm like, I never get to spend time with my grandmother. And then, that's like, when my anxiety like, is the worst, too, at night, right before I sleep. Yeah, I think that that's how it is for a lot of people. And so the best thing to do, I would say, like, coping for me would be, like, reading or watching something you enjoy before bed. And just relaxing. Also journaling. Oh, yes. I've actually been starting to journal. And um, Bugs got me this decomposable journal um, when we had this whole other idea for, like, not even a podcast, but, (laughs) like, something a while back. And I finally got to using it. And something that's really helped me is 
I'll just make like lists of like things I want to read, things I want to do, my favorite things. And then at the end of each week, I'll reflect on like the positive things that happened in my life. Even if it was a really shitty week, I'll take the like the the smallest positive things and I'll just write about it. I'll just say this week, like I went to this or I had lunch with my sister or like that, like just reflecting on the positive things because sometimes life can be so, so overwhelming and you just don't know like if your life is good or bad or not at that point. Yeah. And also um, to add on to that list ideas, also if you're ever, this is sometimes what I would do is like right after I got in a fight with my mom and I'm like streaming in tears because I like can't handle my emotions. If I write down everything that's made me mad during the argument and just like understanding what it is, then sometimes I like prevent myself from doing that in the future so that I don't have to get into an argument and um that's a good idea actually for like not just your parents but for like friends like siblings anyone yeah it's just like writing down how you feel and I'm not even a big writer I actually hate journaling or writing down my feelings because I don't like writing so what I'll do sometimes is like type on my phone on my notes And that really helped me last year when I was, like, going through a lot. I would just, like, stay up to, like, 3 o'clock and, like, type all of my feelings on my notes. And then they somehow turned into poems. (laughs) Finding, like, a creative source, I guess. Yeah, it was very Milk and Honey vibes. And just, like, I guess I found, like, a creative source of, like, explaining my emotions but not into words. And so, like, that also, for some reason, okay. For some reason, whenever I feel, I think it's whenever I feel anxiety or just whenever I feel sad or empty for no reason, I tend to not talk at all. And a lot of my friends who are around me will observe that and see that, like, I just stop talking. And it's either one of three reasons. I am hungry, I'm tired, or I just don't, I have literally nothing to come out of my mouth. And I think it's really hard for people around me to understand that, um, especially new people, because um, yeah, I know what you mean. They'll be like, "Oh, what's going on?" I'll be like, "Oh, um, Bugs is just not in her talking phase again," and so and so a lot of people will understand that, but then like others will be like, "What is going?" And like it's the weirdest thing. I just like end up just not talking at all for like it could be like to twenty minutes to like an hour, and it's it, I think it's funny but my my it's really hard because my mom doesn't understand yeah and so there'll be times where I'm in the car and she'll ask me a question and I will like forcefully have to make myself talk and it hurts for some reason because I'm I just I just want to be in this place where I just don't talk and no but it's like it's hard because my mother being the me being first generation and my mom not understanding this like mental health and like growing up in this society and growing up in this world and growing up in this country mainly she doesn't understand that like kids go through this and like it, she was telling me yesterday when we were talking down she was like yes we'll go to a therapist and whatnot for you um but I just wanted to let you know like I the main reason why I don't understand is because I was a little girl and I would just go play and with my friends and do my homework and come back home and eat and fight with my siblings and talk to them but I don't understand like anxiety or depression or any of that especially at your age and she understood I think the main reason why all this is fueled is because my parents 
divorce. Um, but also like that, that could not be it. My parents could be married now and I'd still have the same things. So, um, she just like kind of reviewed all my emotions with me and how she doesn't understand much. And so Leo might be feeling the same thing because she's first gen too. Yeah. So, um, what my parents would say to me is they would actually say like, why do you feel like that? Like you have a house, you have a roof of your head, you eat food, like you right. can buy what, like buy things. And they're like, it's the social media. Like, my dad literally said, like, uh, Instagram is telling kids to be depressed and stuff. And my brother, who is a health professional, he's a nurse, he's, he's like, no, like, it's actually a chemical imbalance in the brain, dad. Like, that's actually not how it works. And then my dad's like, wait, really? Like, I think a lot of immigrant parents are just really uneducated about it. Because my dad's like, wait, are you serious? Like, my brother's like, yeah, like, it's, there's genuinely, like, something wrong with, the, like, your brain and your body. And you can't control that. And he's like, oh, wow. So I think a lot of parents just don't understand. And my dad, he grew up in the Philippines as well as my mom. And life was, like, completely different than what it is now. So I feel like they probably felt the same emotions that we did. But they were triggered by different things. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, nowadays, obviously, like, with the internet and social media and, like, people putting themselves out there, like, that can be a really big infliction on their mental health. But back then, like, it, it was a lot more different. Because the world is just yeah. completely a different place. Yeah, I think so too. And like, um, so so has your any of your other siblings struggled with mental health? Um, um, I don't really want to talk about my other family members and their situations because it's just not my place. But um, right, so that's just something I wouldn't want to talk about. But my siblings, no, not really. I feel like a lot of it. Or if they just haven't shared with me. Um, but I don't know. I just don't want to talk about. My- yeah. I know. I would totally understand. And so like. Um, I was just going to say. The difference I think. Is like having kids. Not not that I know. But the difference is like. I feel like having kids. It's hard to understand. Um, like what child is going through what. And I think. Like especially parents like are trying to understand like why is one child depressed and the other is not no yeah <laughs> I was so... literally like the like the, I guess what people say is right like the oldest ones like all like locked up and stuff the middle child is like the problem kid and the youngest one is like angel child does whatever they want and like that's like me and my siblings I was definitely like I feel like I don't know I don't really know how to explain it like I've been dealing it with so many years but I just still don't have the work like the words to like put it in a sentence if you know what I mean like the way right. that I am no I I totally get that and I don't think well, I'm very what emotional I think is... that's the kind of person I'm really emotional yeah and I actually was just gonna connect right because like I think emotions are so hard to like put into words yeah except like happy sad like yeah happy sad's there but like, I feel like you could like there's so much more depth to, to that like you just don't know how to express the way you feel. Like, even when people are like, oh, like, just talk to me, tell me about it. It's like, I can't. I, like, physically and mentally don't know how to say it. Yeah. I definitely I definitely feel that. And I feel like a lot of people will understand that, too. Because everyone handles it differently. Like, I will just stop talking because I don't understand how I'm feeling. Yeah, me too. Or, or I'll act out. Or I'll act out, too. Mm, yeah. I, I guess I'll act out, I too. will a hundred percent act out like I don't do it 
now anymore because like I'm I feel like I have a really good understanding of like my emotions and like when I'm feeling a certain way I know what to do so that I don't prolong an issue or like make matters worse with either myself or with like conflicts I'm having with other people but like definitely Mm -hmm. I want to say like beginning of high school I would just do whatever the fuck like the work like really bad things like that I don't even like want to address I feel like a lot of teenagers probably did the same thing and like like but I just that's how I would act out and then I got to sophomore year I'm like oh my god like what am I doing this isn't me like it's like I was almost a different person because I was letting or not letting but like my mental like I my mental illnesses (laughs) were just like coming over me yeah and um I think it's definitely harder in school when you have to deal with that because you deal with all of these kids who are like so crazy and like rowdy and then like yeah I was rowdy basically oh you were rowdy basically like not even that rowdy but like I was like on the edge of becoming rowdy (laughs) (laughs) like like a wannabe rowdy sir yeah that doesn't make sense (laughs) oh my god (laughs) anyways um but I think like what I was saying is that like um a lot of I feel like it was hard for me at the beginning of ninth grade to understand why people said they were like feeling so anxious or feeling like depressed because I never went through that and I think um understanding what other people go through is hard to know unless you go through it yourself and so until I went through that I was kind of like oh what are you even talking about like that's just an excuse and I didn't really understand what it meant because I never went through it myself and so um I think going through it in school would be like the hardest thing I'm so happy like I'm going through it and we're in online school oh yeah but like oh my god but like if I had to deal with all those issues and I was in school I think I would literally like break down and I'm not a person like I was the kind of person who was like ew what is crying in public no I I was I remember you telling me that and then once we like cried together and it was like I've never cried in front of everybody else I know I hate (laughs) I hate crying in front of other people it's so weird, but like, and I think um, sometimes you need a good cry. I don't know why. Yeah, you do need a good cry sometimes. And um, God, that was so for weird. some reason, I know it was so weird. But like, I just don't like crying in front of other people. I feel like that was for me. I used to think like, oh, that's a sign of weakness, but it's really not. No, it's and it's really not, guys. It's really not. And sometimes you just can't help but literally let it out. And kudos to the people who can do that because. I feel like I still can't cry in front of people. I just feel like, ugh, just that, I don't know why. I just feel like I can't do it. But um, the I remember, like, going into, like, elementary school and middle school, like, especially when you're younger, and, like, kids, like, cry all the time in school. And you're like, why the hell are you crying? <laughs> and so I didn't know why people were crying all the time. And then they were like, I'm sad or whatever. And then I was like, okay, just literally let it, like just swallow like let it go down like I don't care like why I don't understand why you're crying I think it's weird (laughs) so still I used to think no me too like like, I would cry a lot like I was like really emotional like I'm emotional now but I was like way more emotional before and like I was just like afraid to be like vulnerable I guess but like I but people just would call me sensitive and like dramatic and like annoying and it's just like so then like at this point I don't really cry in front of everyone anymore because of like what I what other people would say in the past so I feel like I've built like a pretty 
hard exterior unless it's my siblings my siblings can make me cry in like a beat my sister called me a whale or something the other day and I was so sad <laughs> but like people at school can call me the shittiest names and I will not shed a tear for them I know it's always whatever the family says like you're the most effective yeah she my sister calls me a whale and a parasite and sometimes it just gets out of hand and I just start crying oh <laughs> but yeah someone yeah. can call me like the nastiest words ever like on the street or at school and I will literally be like, on the street I will literally just like be like fuck you leave me alone like I don't care like you're so irrelevant leave me alone um I don't know that's what my parents kind of raised me like don't let anyone make you cry kind of thing yeah my, my don't take shit from anyone me, like, which is why I always like I had like a problem with like losing friends because I would take things so seriously into the heart because of the way my parents would just be like don't take shit from anyone and I would literally take that to like be like okay I will not take shit from anyone so as soon as someone said something I didn't like it was like fuck you we're not friends anymore <laughs> so bad now because I realized like the stuff they said they weren't even that bad I was just being like weird about it <laughs> is that just me or like would you do that too um I would I don't my parents definitely had me grow up with a hard shell uh because of like everything I witnessed when I was younger but like that's why I don't like crying is because I think it's like stupid but um but I don't I wouldn't like lose friends. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't like, lose friends but there would be like points where like they would you know like okay so I like know people who like if their friends they wouldn't be like small stuff but if they did like shitty things to me or like really things that are like what the hell like like really questionable things that a friend should not do I'm like really hard at forgiving people so I wouldn't say I would like lose friends I would just like my relationship with that person just wouldn't be the same as it was before Mm -hmm. because I just wouldn't trust them anymore and I wouldn't I just it wasn't pleasant being with them if that makes sense I feel like what I said before like that was like half ass joke like that was like half ass joking yeah no that that makes that makes now that you explain But I think I have, like, I had my parents raise me to, like, forgive and forget kind of mentality. But after a while, that shit just doesn't, yeah, it's tiring. And that shit just doesn't cut anymore. And sometimes you have to let, like, what you're mentally thinking get the best of you, especially in a relationship where it's toxic and everyone just feels, like, upset and depressed. And, like, you're just, like, fighting with the other person all the time. I've definitely had so many friendships like that where I've just everyone's petty it's like passive or, like, friendships like passive right. aggressiveness oh my god those are the worst and so you don't know how to deal with it because like it's also like the feeling of that is just the worst because when you know someone's being passive to you it just feels terrible because you're like okay well why do I need to fucking deal with this now <laughs> no literally and so yeah. and so I think just addressing feelings would probably be the best thing on both sides literally addressing feelings to yourself addressing feelings in friendships addressing feelings in family in just how like I'm the most open person now that like if somebody's like doing something that I wouldn't like I'm pretty sure that I would like tell them off just because like I don't want to go through a, a friendship where like I'm feeling upset because it's not working out the way it's going then I just keep longing the friendship so I think I would just like address how the friendship is going like if it's one-sided or whatnot and I probably wouldn't so I don't 
right. and so it's not problematic and so it's not yeah. depressing to be in I probably yeah. wouldn't do that just because as I said I was like raised with like a hard shell and like it's hard to like take that shell off this sounds like super corny and cliche but it is it's hard to be like vulnerable and I feel like I'm a very private but also non-private person like I, I have a big mouth if anyone knows me in real life like I love to talk to people <laughs> I love to be like out. I'm really outgoing and I'll like say a bunch of shit but when it comes down to like the real shit I like the real shit that I go through or anything like that nothing will come out of my mouth it will be deep inside me locked down in a box the key is in this like in a river the Nile River okay <laughs> it is far away you can't touch that stuff <laughs> but do you know that's like that's me though that's why yeah that is that is and I think that's like a kind of a like not gonna lie affected me over the years because it does it gets like really tiring and really deteriorating on myself to just always be angry and upset and like mad at people so you say like you used to forgive and forget but now you need to like kind of stand up for yourself and address things but for me it's like I need to learn to forgive and forget because I feel like my mentality and the way I was raised has really like affected me as a person and it's caused me to be more anxious and more stressed and I don't know if you could like anyone else or like you could could relate to that in some way yeah I definitely can relate to that and um and you address that yourself right you address that like you um you can learn to forgive and forget. No, but it's so hard for me. Like, it sounds so stupid, but it's, like, so difficult. And over the years, like, it gets to a point where it's, like, oh, my God, like, I'm not friends with this person, this person, this person, because I'm the one who couldn't forgive, not them, but, like, myself, too. And I couldn't forget it because, like, I just, like, like to hold on to things for such a long time. And it's, like, really difficult for me to let go. And that shit just, like, builds up inside of you. Like, it doesn't just go away. It, like, builds up. And it just piles up and it just gets really draining, like mentally and emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think holding anything inside you gets really draining. I used to do that all the time, especially like 10th grade. I would hold every single thing that a person said uh, like behind my back or like said to my face or just like or how I felt like in general, just like inside. And I wouldn't talk to anyone about it. And I definitely, like, it was hard because I was so used to, like, talking to my mom about everything. And then, like, I slowly started to not, like, just talk to anyone about it. And so, like, there was a lock and there was a key. And I wouldn't even be able to know where to start when I opened it because I I wouldn't, yeah, I just had so much to unravel. And so. You didn't know where to start. Like, right. I didn't, what, I didn't know. Yeah. And then I finally, like, let it out, and then I remembered, like, for that, for, like, two weeks, I was just, like, constantly, like, crying because I noticed how all these things locked inside of me had felt, and then they just came out and exploded everywhere, and then I had to pick up my own mess. No, yeah, definitely. And that was, that was really hard because you go through, like, all these emotions, like, of why did I do this, and how did this happen, and how could I have been better doing this? But it's so hard when something happens in the past. And you can't fix and, it anymore. And you can't fix it. And then you have to deal with that guilt. And knowing how to move on from that is the hardest thing ever. So just, I would say, is to... Never, don't let things build up inside you to a point where you're about to break. Like, if you need to re- say something, if you need to cry, if you need to, like, talk to someone, just do it. Because that shit's going to eat you alive, like, later on. Yeah. You just finished my sentence. That's exactly what I was going to say. And also, like, 
I've said this the whole episode, but just address, 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 and just talk and, and, or write or put it into something that you feel like could use all your emotion, like painting. Like, yeah, like a creative outlet. Like, I know recently for me, I just like, okay, quick, I, I start talking to myself a lot. I don't know if anyone else does. Oh, me too. Because I have so much on my mind and I have so many things to say that I just start talking to myself. And that's why I love that we have this podcast because we can just talk about anything. But recently with like me journaling, I just feel like there's so much more for me to do. So that's, I've been trying to figure out a way for me to like kind of release that side of me of like cre- in like a creative way. Um, haven't found anything yet besides this podcast um, <laughs> and journaling. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like, I don't know who, some people who don't talk to themselves. No, yeah, but, but mine's becoming really just, I don't know if it's, like, a bad thing, but I mean, it's probably because we have, at least for me, my parents are really strict on me going out, you know, like, during this time. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't seen bugs since October. I And, like, it's just me, my sister, yeah. my dogs, my parents, and sometimes talking to your dog just doesn't do it anymore, and you just have to talk to yourself. Yeah. And also like talking to yourself and finding ways to uh put your emotions into actions like like I've been just painting recently and I'm not really one I never used to be one for like a creative outlook out outlet and so I don't know why but like painting's been very therapeutic and so um yeah that's that's been my source. Oh and you But also talking to myself but also talking to myself. Yeah, talking to myself has been number one. Um, I read occasionally. <laughs> I really love YouTube videos. Like, I watch that shit day and night. As soon as I wake up, I go on YouTube and I watch a video. I don't know. It's just, like, something really soothing about YouTube videos that make me, like, really calm and, like, excited at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, recently, I've just been literally watching, even if I've already seen it before, but, like, Same. all SNL videos. Okay, not SNL for me, but <laughs> she's obsessed with Pete Davidson. That's a different, that's, that should be its own oh episode. But, that's, that's a new, that's a new episode. <laughs> but for me, like, when I de-stress and where I'm feeling anxious, I either, like, I go to bed super early or I sit on my computer. I watch, my favorite YouTubers right now, I think, besides Emma Chamberlain, are, like, I love food, so I watch a lot of, like, street food videos and, like, best food in L.A. videos and um, Bon Appetit video, Like, anything food or, like, lifestyle vlogs, like, I don't know, that stuff really is, like, a good kicker, basically. Right. And it gets you motivated, too. Sometimes. Sometimes. Gets me motivated. Sometimes when I see people, like, doing a day in my life, I'll get, like, motivated to, Oh, like... I love those videos. Even though they're so I fake, love- like, if you really think about it. No, they're so fake. But then I'm like, oh, maybe I should go make a matcha. <laughs> <laughs> I should go make a matcha. Matcha for my mental health. That's that's exactly a what matcha it is. matcha for my mental health. I love that. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> now I want a more. Anyways, to wrap up this episode, I feel like we have done a excellent job in talking about our personal journeys and hopefully if you guys feel open to it please shoot us a message on instagram about your personal journeys or on our anchor messages and we'd love to respond to you and uh give you feedback too and also please if you're ever thinking of of um, suicide or harm self-harm please contact hotlines and um contact people 
who you feel like you can trust and who you can talk to openly. Yes. And I also just want to throw in there that we are not obviously not pro um, health professionals. So whatever we say, please take with a grain of salt. Please don't take it to heart. And if you really are struggling, seek medical attention. Please. Thank you guys. Bye. See you next Wednesday or I'll talk to you. (laughs)